Star Wars 7x7 episode 1266. Well, nothing's funnier than deconstructing a joke, so today I am looking at The Last Jedi in light of its physical comedy and asking the question, is it possibly the reigning champion of physical comedy in the Star Wars movie universe? Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Taylor Gray from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and you know, trying to wrap your head and arms around the whole funny business in the Star Wars movies, this is getting to be an even more difficult task considering that we now have nine live action movies that we get to look at as part of all of this. You know, not counting the Clone Wars cartoon movie or anything like that, but you know, nine movies, I mean, that is a heck of a lot of cinema. And for my money, I gotta say, I think. I think the original Star Wars is quite possibly the funniest from a physical comedy standpoint of all the Star Wars movies. I mean, it goes right from the very beginning when 3PO and R2 are able to scuttle across a hallway where blaster fire is being exchanged between stormtroopers and rebel officers and they somehow manage to get through without being hit at all and yet the doorway they go through, there's an explosion that comes through that doorway right after they've entered it and yet they are perfectly fine. You get the Jawas shooting R2 and him falling over going and smash onto the ground. You get 3PO smacking R2 inside the sand crawler yelling, wake up! And that's just in the first few minutes of the movie. I mean, it's throughout the movie. Think of the sequence on the Death Star. It starts off pretty much right away with the scanning crew going on board and you hear the whomp, whomp, thump. And then, hey, can you give us a hand up here? Because they've beaten up the scanning crew guys, right? And later on, Han kicks Chewie, trying to get him down the garbage chute shaft. And <laughs> Chewie roars at the mouse droid and sends the thing skittering away. You've got uh, Han and Chewie running through the Death Star corridor, screaming like maniacs, only to run into a phalanx of the stormtroopers. And they have to turn tail and run. And then the stormtroopers yelling, close the blast doors, close the blast doors, to try and trap them. And they manage to get through and have the stormtroopers trapped on the other side, and they're like, open the blast doors, open the blast doors. I mean, it is rampant. So I don't think I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that I think The Last Jedi is the funniest movie in terms of physical comedy of all the Star Wars movies. I think, though, it might be more interesting and more fair to compare it to the fellow middle movies in the trilogies that are out there, and so possibly compare it to Attack of the Clones and Empire Strikes Back and see whether it measures up to those two. I think certainly it measures up to Attack of the Clones and bests it by a long shot because, you know, there's not a lot of physical comedy at all in Attack of the Clones. I mean, there's a little bit early on with the chase with Zam Wessel where they're in the speeder, Anakin and Obi-Wan are, and they fly through that electrical current thing and Obi-Wan's like, no, no, and then they go through it and they're like, <laughs> you know, getting zapped by it, right? And then when they finally capture Zam and she's about to tell him who hired her, she's like, it was a bounty hunter called Thunk! And she gets hit with the Kamino saber dart, right? You know, that's definitely funny in its own way. And then 
Toward the end of the movie, of course, you get the C-3PO situation, his head getting knocked off of his body, being replaced with a battle droid head, and then his head going onto a battle droid body. And then it gets force pushed over by, I think it was Kit Fisto, if I'm not mistaken, and it gets collapsed on by a super battle droid, and R2-D2 has to show up and do some impromptu battlefield surgery, ripping, literally, I mean, he's ripping 3PO's head off the battle droid's body, and then doing some really rough and dirty surgery to put his head back on the correct body. And aside from that, you know, the rest of it is verbal, right? You know, Yoda going like, oh, lost a planet Master Obi-Wan has, right? And that sort of thing. So not looking for that stuff. I guess you could say that Anakin trying to ride that little mini buffalo thing on Naboo and then falling off. That's kind of slapsticky prat folly, but, you know, eh, like, <laughs> didn't work for me so much. Anyway, yeah, not a lot of physical comedy in Attack of the Clones. Empire Strikes Back, however, has it all over the place as well and by as well i mean like star wars before it you know it's just continuing that vein i mean think of han solo on hoth right when he slaps his hand over 3po's mouth to keep him from talking when he's trying to get the falcon repaired and he yells out to chewie all right try it and chewie turns <laughs> turns whatever it is on and everything explodes in his face and he's like don't turn it off turn it off or when they're all trying to get off a of Hoth and 3PO's like, wait, wait, and the door shuts and he goes, typical, and then Han reaches through and yanks him and says, come on, you know? All stuff like that, definitely slapsticky stuff. It only gets worse later on, you know, when they're in the <laughs> cave, which is really the space slug, right? 3PO yelling, ah, shoo, shoo, when the Minox are attacking the cockpit. And then, of course, there's Dagobah, which is a... Fantastic playground for slapstick, right? Everything from Yoda throwing everything out of Luke's storage supplies to the smackdown over the flashlight between Yoda and R2, Luke hitting his head on Yoda's roof, Yoda falling when Luke loses his concentration in one of the Jedi exercises. I mean, yeah, all over the place. So, what do we have for slapstick comedy, for physical comedy in The Last Jedi? Well, we get it pretty quickly and right away with the dilemma that faces BB-8 in trying to get Poe Dameron's weapons back online when he keeps trying to plug <laughs> spots in whatever that you know wall of circuits is, and somehow the appendage that he has is able to unfold like 38 different little things, and finally he says this isn't working and slams his head into the thing to get it to come back online, and when he pops back up out of the top of the astromech slot he's still shaking off all of the <laughs> the effects from doing that then you have finn waking up out of his medically induced coma and immediately falling off of the bed that he's on and that couldn't have felt good and he just winds up wandering around disoriented on the ship and poe hears bb8 talking and he's like uh finn naked leaking what and you see Poe looking over and like there's Finn wandering around and he's like squirting all over the place. And Poe's like, oh, oh, buddy, dude, we got to help you out here. And that's not the only time that Finn is the victim of something physical comedy related. <laughs> when Rose happens upon him and realizes that he's trying to sneak away, he gives him the zap. And he goes flying backwards into that escape pod and then wakes up and he's like, I can't feel my teeth. And then he's trying to show... Rose, his wristband that has the little beacon that connects with Ray on it, and he's having to like move his body in a weird way to flip his arm over so that he could show it to her. 
Not that Poe fares much better, and he actually suffers at the hands of our favorite princess, now General Leia Organa, with that slap that we heard from interviews that they practiced over and over again. And Oscar Isaac said that she really leaned into that in their rehearsals and in the takes that they did. And also, of course, when he has committed mutiny and has taken over the ship and Leia comes out of her coma, unconsciousness or whatever, shows up and he thinks he's being saved and she pulls out a pistol and zaps him. And the physical comedy isn't actually limited to the good guys. It happens with the bad guys, too. When the First Order loses the resistance at Dakar and Supreme Leader Snoke calls and Hux is like, fine, I'll take it in my quarters. And so the giant face of Snoke shows up, which is like, ah, number one. And the fact that Snoke force slaps him down to the ground, just bonk and slides him around the walkway there. So already off to a fun start and then you've got the big scene where Snoke gets his and you see the lightsaber go through and then they pull back to show you Rey and Ben slash Kylo and in the background you see Snoke's body and you just see the top half of him tumble off bonk you know another great physical comedy piece followed very quickly by at the end of Ray and Ben's battle with the Praetorian Guard, that last kill when Ray throws the saber to Ben slash Kylo and he just flicks it on and off and then you see that it went right through the guy's head and like right through his eye. Already when I saw that um, Quizmaster Joe and a friend of his were talking about how that's immediately going to start some meme going around to the effect of me when I turn my phone on in the middle of the night. Like it's that kind of experience with the light going ah, into your eye. And once Snoke's out of the way, Kylo gets to perform his own bit of slapstick, whether it's choking General Hux, and he's like, you know, the Supreme Leader is dead, and Hux is like, oh, hail the Supreme Leader! And then later on, after a barrage of laser fire fails to kill Luke Skywalker, Kylo Ren's like, I'm going down there. Hux tries to protest, and Kylo just goes, whoop, force push, and slams him against the wall. You know, you know, it's uh, it's great stuff. Not to mention Luke's own gesture right after he walks out of the haze of that barrage and just kind of dusts off his shoulder a little bit, much to the aggravation and annoyance of Kylo Ren. That was really good. And speaking of Luke and thinking back to the island, there's a lot of slapstick that happens on the island of Octu as well. And it starts right from the get-go when Ryan Johnson's answer to the question of what is Luke going to say first thing after he gets the lightsaber. And the answer is nothing. He's just going to chuck it over his shoulder. And you see that moment of one pork jumping on the lightsaber and another one right near the <laughs> the opening of it where if that porg turns on the lightsaber that other porg is toast and so you're actually anticipating it and it doesn't happen but Chewie gets the better of the porgs and actually roasts one up but then has to deal with the guilt of all the other ones there and in the meantime Chewie and the porgs have their own battles whether it's 
him punching one off the console display while they're flying around over crate or another one that flies right past Chewie's face and slams into the window of the cockpit as they are flying like crazy. And the fact that the Porgs are basically tearing up the inside of the upholstery and the walls of the Falcon to make nests for their babies. Yeah, the Porgs definitely serve their purpose, but they, of course, were not the only inhabitants of that island. There were also those caretaker creatures and they unfortunately were the victims of some slapstick moments including ray shooting the blaster at kylo ren or at least the image of him in her mind only to blow holes in a bunch of the beehive cells and have those creatures arguing angrily over her and then later on slicing that bit of rock that goes tumbling down the side of the island and smashes a wheelbarrow that's being pushed along by one of the caretakers and possibly I think one of the best moments of all, and almost kind of a meta moment in a way, when Luke has Rey sitting on that rock ledge and asks her to reach out, and she sticks her hand out, and he just rolls his eyes, and he's got that little leaf thing, and he starts tickling her hand, and she's like, I feel something. He's like, you do, you do, and then slaps her hand with it, and she's oh, and he throws it away. You know, that actually seemed like it showed off Mark Hamill's personality there a bit. I mean, I don't think I'd ever seen him come through as much in his character as I did right in that moment. So with all of that, I think The Last Jedi does a really good job in the physical comedy front, but it's very difficult to surpass Star Wars and Empire. I mean, I think Jedi even does very well in the physical comedy standpoint too, but I'd say Last Jedi is a worthy entry to the Star Wars saga as far as physical comedy goes. And I'd love to hear your thoughts too. Please do share them at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, taking a break here and coming back with another giveaway of an unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. Stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Nissan Intelligent Mobility, and I guess the best way you can think about Nissan Intelligent Mobility is to kind of equate it to having an astromech right inside your car, right? You know, the X-Wings will have astromechs, but in this case, it's not going to plot your hyperspace jump for you. What it is going to do, what Nissan Intelligent Mobility is going to do, is things like automatic emergency braking and blind spot warnings, and Nissan's new ProPilot Assist to keep you centered in your lane, and it begins the journey toward autonomous driving with advanced driver assist technologies. You can learn more about it at sw7x7.com slash NIM. Yeah, that's the initials for Nissan Intelligent Mobility. Once again, that's sw7x7.com slash NIM. Welcome back. All right, so there may be a little time left to get your copy of the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book before Christmas if you're ordering it from Amazon, where it lives. It is a 160-odd page paperback book that you can get for just $9.97, and the easiest way to get there is to go to sw7x7.com slash TFA for The Force Awakens. That's sw7x7.com slash TFA. Over the weekend, I'm going to be bagging up, well, bagging up the going into mailers, envelopes, and whatnot, and sending out the copies of the unofficial Star Wars Force Awakens trivia book to the folks who have won them already, so they will actually be arriving between Christmas and New Year's, hopefully, for you, so keep your eyes out, all the winners previous for those. As for today, well, I'm giving another one away today, and so 
as I have said many times on the podcast, and I seem to have to say it every time, you know, just in case this is the first time you're hearing it, because I don't know, maybe you've heard it all 17 times or however many it's been, but it's only open to U.S. residents and you have to be 18 years or older to play. It happens on a Facebook post. For this podcast episode, you have to be the first commenter with the correct answer to the trivia question I'm going to give you. It has to be your original comment, not an edited comment, or it will be disqualified as an entry. And if you are the fastest on multiple days, you will only win a copy of the book on the day for which you are the first fastest. Or excuse me, what I mean to say is on the first day that you're the fastest to answer. So... I think that covers all the bases. Oh, yeah, not endorsed by Facebook or anything like that. Not endorsed by Lucasfilm either. All right, so now to the trivia question for today. This is question number 435 from the book. How many times does Kylo Ren repeatedly pound his laser blast wound? And no, I'm not looking for you to tell me when he's going pound, 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 pound. Okay, he hit it seven times and then continued on fighting. I mean, there were... Maybe one, maybe multiple instances where he stopped and he pounded it a bunch of times. I just want to know how many instances where he stopped and just started pounding on himself, okay? So, there you go. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you try to rescue the Chancellor, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a scheme by a grievous, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.